We now begin the eighth chapter of Masech Sota. This is Perik Ches Mishnah Aleph. And really this chapter is a standalone chapter which almost functions as if it were like a whole new Masechta, a Masechta to itself. The topic of the Meshuach Milchama, the Kohen who has been uh, anointed and designated to speak to the Jewish troops before entering battle. We are talking about this here in Masech Sota because back in Perik Zion Mishnah Base, we said there were eight different um, halachic phenomena that had to be done in Lashna Kodesh. One of those eight was the speech that the Kohen Meshuch Melchama gives to the troops. Um, it was actually the last on that list. Um, we here in Perk Ches discuss um, it before in Perk Tes, going back to the, the other topic listed in that Mishnah at the end, and the second to last, which was the topic of um, the Egla Rufa. So it's a little out of order. And why that's the case, um, it's not perfectly clear. There's a Tosos here, Tosos Yomta discusses it. Um, but anyways, we note that it's out of order relative to that Mishnah. In any case, this chapter stands alone topping, t- talking about the um, halachas that apply to going into war. Um, I think to understand the chapter and seed and structure, the best way is just to look at the whole section there in Shoftim in, and Devarim Perkhaf at the beginning of chapter 20 in Devarim. It talks about it, and we can divide um, that those uh, first nine verses into four sections, um, which will parallel very neatly with the Mishnahis we're coming up to over here. So I'll read it inside. It says, Kiseitz l'milchama, when you go out to war, here you is a singular, kiteitze um, is opposed to a plural, suggesting that the Kleister is supposed to function as a single unit, like belevechar um, kiishechad, aloivecha, against your enemies, and you see the horses and the chariots and a big population bigger than you. Don't be afraid of them because Hashem, your God, the one who took you out of Egypt, um, is going to be with you. So that is just introductory. That's introductory. Now, Pasuk Bey says, and it will be, when you draw close to the battle, the Nigesh HaKohen V'dibar El Ha'am. So the Kohen, the Kohen we're talking about the Meshuch Mochama, the anointed Kohen for the job, specifically for this job, um, he will approach and he will say the following, Va'amar. Now, he says the following, uh, this is what has to be said specifically in Lashna Kodesh, as the mission before it specified. Our Mishnah here, Mishnah Aleph, which, um, of the chapter, which we'll really um, discuss this for a section in length, it actually explicates what he says a little further. And most Mephoshim understand that the Kohen, Meshulch um, Muhammad, actually can elaborate on the words this, of this verse. So it doesn't say, the, doesn't say the verses verbatim, according to most. Um, he says it in an elaborated way, but the whole speech that he gives must be done in Lashna Kodesh, as per the requirements before. And we'll see the base of that in the Mishnah. Now, when he speaks, so... The Kohen Meshulach Muhammad speaks, and then there's another Kohen who amplifies his voice, repeating what he said much louder so everyone can hear. So that's what's happening, that will happen here in this first section. Um, so it says, Va'amar, the Kohen Meshulach says, Aleihem Shema Yisrael, oh, sorry, Va'amar Aleihem, and the Kohen Meshulach will say to them, Shema Yisrael, listen up Jews, and the Gemara points out Shema Yisrael, because just by virtue of them having said Shema Yisrael morning and night alone would be enough to give them the schus to merit what we're talking about here in the, in the rest of the verses. Atem kreivim hayom l'milchama. Today you're approaching war. Al against your enemies. Al yeirach levavachem, don't let your hearts be faint. Al tiru, don't be afraid. Val 
Tachpazu and don't panic. V'al taratzu and don't be broken. Mipneim from before them. We'll explain these different. Uh, the Mishnah will explain explicate this a little bit. Ki Hashem alokeichem haolachim alchem lehilachem lachem im oivechem lahoishiyaschem, because the Lord your God is going with you into battle to fight for you and to save you uh, from them. So that those first four verses is I'll call it part one of the four parts of this. Parsha, and that will be addressed all in the first Mishnah of our chapter. Then the second section of the of the uh, the Chumash here it says Vidibru Hashotrim El Ha'am. So now the officers will speak, like military personnel will speak to the people. But um, the way that the Gemara understands this, and the Mishnah to be understood, is that the Kol Meshuch Muhammad is still speaking here. Okay, he's speaking, but in, now in terms of the amplification that's done by repeating his voice louder. Uh, well, that will be done by the shotrim, by the military personnel, instead of by a kohen. So the shotrim, these officers, will say, El ha'am to the people, Lemor, saying, Mia isha sher bana bayis chadash v'lo chanchu yelech v'yashu l'veisel pen yamus b'melchama v'yishacher yachnechenchu. Excuse me, yachnechenu. If someone has now built a new house, he should go back um, to his home, uh, from the battlefront, so that another man shouldn't move into his home and inaugurate it should he die. Umia isha sher nata kerem, if someone planted a vineyard, below chilo, and he hasn't yet, um, I'll translate very loosely here, he hasn't got to eat the produce in the fourth year with Ravai, being able to deconsecrate the produce in Yerushalayim and eat it there. Yelech v'yashov l'veso, let him go home, penya muspa melchama, lest he died in the war, vish acher yechalenu. And then someone else will um, be able to eat his eat his grapes, enjoy his vineyard. Omiya isha sher eras isha, and if there's a man here who has um, done the first step of marriage, legal marriage, let's call it engagement here for lack of a better translation, but eras really is like marriage proper, but it's like legal marriage, but not, not a practical marriage. Vlolakhal, and yet he hasn't actually taken her as a Full wife, Nasuin, like meaning functional marriage, that she, they live together. Yelech v'yashuv l'veso, penya mus b'melchama ve'ish acher yekechena. Lest he die in the battle, and then some other man take his fiancée, I'll call her, for lack of a better translation, his arusa. So, um, these are three exemptions um, for people who are allowed to leave the battlefront. The Rambam learns we're talking here about only in a milchemes rishus do these apply. Milchemes rishus means an optional war. I mean, the Klaus rules decided to expand its borders, um, so it's going on a war, as opposed to a milchemes mitzvah, where um, there's some specific requirement to do the war, um, which would include protecting Jewish people from outside attack. So the Rambam learns these exemptions, these three exemptions, don't apply in a milchemes mitzvah, but they do in milchemes rishus. Um, interestingly, um, Rashi learns over there that the issue here is it would be like such a heartbreaking tragedy for something like this to occur where a person, you know, got, I'll call it engaged without getting married or built a vineyard and never enjoyed the the wine and so on. Um, That's a fascinating idea. We have to discuss it another time. Others, however, learn, like the Rambam, that it's um, more a practical matter than like a heartbreaking, tragic, philosophical idea. It's that a person who sort of has built this house but hasn't lived in it or this vineyard hasn't enjoyed its wine or them, the wife who he never got, got to live with properly. So um, that person will be thinking about what he's going to be losing, and that will distract him from his ability to perform the war. And therefore he sent um, 
back home. But the Rambam then says, even though he's not on the battlefront proper, he's still required to support the war effort by providing like food and water. So that's the second section, um, which is when the Kohen Meshach Muhammad speaks, but his voice is amplified by the Shotrim. Um, and that will be the topic of the second and third Mishnah by Perak. Okay, now, in addition to those three exemptions, there's a fourth exemption, which is not mentioned in our Parsha. It's a different um, Pasuk. It's mentioned in, in Kisavo. It's Bamid it's either Devarim Perak Chavdalad Pasuk Hay, 24.5, where it says, Ki yikach ish ishachadasha, if a man gets newly married, lo he shouldn't go out to the army, v'lo ya'avor alav davar, he shouldn't go out for other reasons, naki shana echas, he should be available to his wife for the first year, what we call shana rishona, v'simach es ishto asher lakach, and he'll rejoice his wife, or with his wife, the is there, um, that he took. Okay, so... Um, that is another exemption besides the three, the man who's in Shana Roshona. So Mishnah Dalit of our parak will discuss that exemption. Well, it's not part of the Parsha back in, in the Shotrim. Excuse me, Shoftim, excuse me. Um, then you have uh, the Pasuk Ches, which is a standalone, which is the Yasfu HaShotrim, Ledaber El Ha'am, the Shotrim, the officers, will continue to speak to the people, and now this is them talking, not the Kol Meshuach, Milchama, and therefore this is a separate topic, one that doesn't necessarily need to be said in Hebrew, according to many. Mi'aish hayarei, if someone is afraid, v'rach ha'levav, and he's, you know, his heart is faint, yelech v'yashuv leveso, let him go home now to his home, v'lo yim'as es levav echav kilvavo, and lest his panic that he has now spread like a contagion to make everyone else nervous as well and um, which would undermine the success of the Jews so that that's said just by the Shotrim, the officers that's the topic um, of Mishnah Hay in our parak. and then finally Pasuk Tes says when the officers finish speaking to the people on the battlefront about to enter the war and then like um the officers, like the military personnel, now take charge um, to lead the people into battle. And that will be the topic of the last Mishnah, Mishnah above of our Perak. Okay, so that's the structure of the topic here. Now, let's see Mishnah Aleph proper inside where we explain that first section. It says, Mashuach Milchama, the Kohen who has been anointed specifically um, to serve in battle. Now, according to Minchas Hanuch, for example, um, it, it's Ma'akiv. He absolutely must be anointed with the anointing oil that was prepared back from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, like the Kohen Gadol is anointed. And without that anointing oil, you can't have a Kohen Meshuach Lemelchama. Um, it just won't work. So that didn't exist in Bayashani since the oil was lost. When it comes to a Kohen Gadol, the truth is, although he's supposed to be anointed, he could also be um, appointed as a Kohen Gadol and made the Kohen Gadol by wearing the special eight vestments that belong to the Kohen Gadol. Um, but according to Mishchasenach, you just can't do that for Meshuach Melchama. Um, others disagree and say, no, he could be appointed um, without the oil. Um, there's also a separate discussion about what the Kohen Meshuach Melchama wears when he performs his functions. Someone who wears, wears the eight Begadim of the Kohen Gadol, amazingly. Okay, now, Bishash Medaber El Ha'am, when he speaks to the people, Balashna Kodesh Hayam Medaber, he must say his words in Lashna Kodesh in Hebrew, that was why I brought this up in the first place, Shnemar, as the Pasuk says, Vahaya, ke karavchem el hamilchama v'nigash ha-kohen. 
when you approach the battle and the Kohen approaches, who's that Kohen? Is that Kohen Meshuch Melchama? That's the Kohen specifically that's been um, anointed to do so. Uh, the necessity of that is actually learned on the Gemara, it's a drasha. V'dibir el ha'am, b'lashna kodesh. And it says, V'dibir el ha'am, he'll speak to the people. And the Gemara makes a gzereshava from the word V'dibir, just as Moshe, um, when it says, by, by Moshe Benu, it says, Moshe yidaber v'elohim ya'anenu b'kol. Moshe would speak to Hashem, and Hashem would speak back to him in a voice, and that was Moshe doing speaking in Lashna Kodesh, and Hashem responding back the same. So, so too, um, the Kol Meshulchamah has to do his speaking in Lashna Kodesh. Now we're going to start um, reading the verses, that, and we're going to explain them a little bit at length, as the Mishnah does. It says, V'amar alehim, and he says, Shema Yisrael, listen Jews, he says to them, "Atem kravim hayom lemilchama aloy veichem." Today you're approaching battle against your enemies. So aloy veichem against your enemies, v'lo alachechem. They're not your brothers, says the Kol Meshuch Melchama. So, meaning lo Yehuda al Shimon. We're not talking about like a some sort of internecine kind of civil war where Yehuda, Shevet Yehuda, the tribe of Yehuda is fighting the Shevet of, of Shimon. V'lo Shimon al Binyamin, and it's not Shimon attacking Binyamin. Um, exactly why the Tana chose these examples. Um, there's discussion, not necessarily perfectly clear. But his point is, Shim Tiplu if you fall to the hands of your enemies, Yerachmu Alechem, they won't, they won't have mercy on you as your fellow, fellow Jew would in the event of like some civil war. Kamash as it says in the Pasuk. Now we're going to, um, quote a Pasuk from Divra Yamim base. It's a, Chronicles 2, where there was a terrible war between the north and the south, the northern kingdom of Israel against the southern kingdom of Yehuda. Northern kingdom won, um, and it says 120,000 Jewish men were killed and 200,000 women and children were taken, taken captive, and they were brought back. Um, captives were brought back um, to the north, um, and then the Navi Oded, he really let them have it, and he said, basically, you're planning on taking your brothers to be slaves? What are you doing? Bring them back where they came from and return them. So that's what we say over here. The Pesukim say, and the men who were mentioned by name got up, and they took the captives, and all who were didn't have clothing, the victim, victors from the north, they dressed with the booty that was captured, um, the victims who didn't have proper clothing, and they dressed them. This repetitive Lushan says the Marsha may even use their own clothing to cover them up if needed to be. They gave them shoes. They gave them food. They gave them water to drink, etc. They gave them like anointed them if they needed like ointment on their skin and so on. Vainahalum Bachamorim Kol Lachol Koshel, anybody who was stumbling and couldn't walk by themselves, so they put them on donkeys so they could be helped to walk. Um Yurecho Irhatamaram and they were brought to Jericho, the city of you know palm trees, Eitzalachem, the Yeshuvu Shomron. So they, the victors from the north, returned their captives back to the south, and then they returned back to the Shomron to the north in Israel, uh, the kingdom of Israel. So the point is to see that the Jewish um, victors had mercy and were very kind to their victims, ultimately. But 
Um, this is not a war against your fellow Jew. It's a war al against your enemies. Atem holchim. That's who you're going to face. Shim tiplu biadam ein merachem aleichem. If you fall to them, they're not going to mercy on you. Think about the Assyrians, how terrible they were, and so on. Um, and therefore, you really should gird your loins, so to speak, and be ready to fight uh, uh, to the to the death. Don't don't uh, be lax in your fighting them. The Mishnah continues quoting from the verse Al Yerach Levavchem Don't let your hearts be faint. Al Tiru Vaal Tachpazu Don't be afraid, don't panic, Val Tarzu Mipnehem, and don't be broken in front of them. So we now explain what these things are. Al Yerach Levavchem, don't let your heart be faint. What would that happen? Sahala Susim from all the neighing their horses are making, the Tsichtuch Haravos and like their flashing swords, Al Tirtu. Uh, sorry, excuse me, Altiru, don't be afraid, Mipnei Hagafas Trisin, from the like the smashing, crashing of the sound of them locking their uh, metal shields together. Vishifas Kalgasin, um, from their many Kalgasin. According to Rashi, Kalgasin is their many like troops. But the Bartunora goes with, with the Rambam that we're talking about some kind of weird like curved stick they'd use to sort of whack, kind of like, almost like, hockey sticks or golf clubs, something, to whack rocks and smash rocks towards um, the Jews. Al tachpazu, um, don't uh, don't panic. Mikol karanos, from the sound of the, like the trumpets, the shofars they're blowing. Al tartzu, mikol tzavachos, and don't don't um, be broken from the noise of the, of the, uh, the soldiers themselves screaming, your enemy soldiers. The, Ibn Ezra says, like, these different levels, the fear is, like, being afraid in, the, in your inside, the panic is to run away, the tach pazu is to be, like, you know, be, a, be weakened and broken internally so you wouldn't fight um, as well as you could. The Mishnah continues, again, quoting more of the, of the Pesukim, Ki Hashem imachem, because Hashem, your God, is going with them, Lilachem lachem im oivechem loheshiyazchem, to fight your enemies, um, to save you. So it sounds like Hashem is walking with you. Now, obviously, Hashem doesn't walk literally. So the Mishra is saying Hashem is with them in spirit, um, for starters. Hen ban b'nitzchonol shalbasar v'adam. Their plan, like their their secret weapon, their, what they're relying on is human strength. Vatem ban b'nitzchonol shalmakam. But you are planning to win uh, based on having Hashem at your side. The Pelishtim, the Philistines, Bo b'nitzchonol shalgalios, they came with Goliath, thinking that was, you know, for 40 days, Goliath had like a showdown with them to intimidate them. But Mahaya Sofo, what happened in the end? Lasof nafal b'chera v'nafal imo. In the end, David Melech, in the time of Shaul Melech, you know, slew, slew Goliath, Goliath, and and everyone, the rest of the Pelishtim went with him. Bnei Amon, Bnei Amon are like uh, people from like modern day northern Jordan, the Ammonites. So Bo m'nitzchono shel shovach, the story I told, they went to employ this person from, from Aram, like basically Syria. Um, this guy Shovach was like a big, scary military general and sort of strategist. And they were relying on him. Maya Sof, what happened to him in the end? Lasof nafal b'chera v'nafalu imo. And in the end, Amon, both Shovach and Amon fell to the sword. Um, the terrestrial suggests that the first one, Goliath, is about like physical strength, and Shovach is sort of like you know mental, you know war strategy. But not, both those are not uh, any match to Hashem. Vatem iatem ken. You're different. You Jews are different because you're coming 
you're coming relying on Hashem to help you. And the Pasuk says, God's walking with you to wage war with you, for you. Um, so what does it mean Hashem's walking with you? That's referring to the fact that the Aaron, the Aaron of Bris, uh, which had the Luchos inside of them, would come with them to war, and Hashem would be in their presence. Um, it's a Machlokas Rashi and the Ramban. According to Rashi, there were two different Aronos, two different Arons, if you will, um, arcs. And according to Rashi, there was an ark, besides the ark that Betzal made, which had the Luchos, which were inside the Kodesh Kedashim, um, there in the, in the Mishkan and later in the Mikdash. So there was a separate, a second um, Aron ark, that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu made, that was, we learned Parshat Ekev, Hashem says, um, the possibly ever says, starts P'salacha, to make the Luchos, the, the second Luchos, it also says, Vasisa Lacha Aron Eitz, make like a, a wooden ark, and uh, according to Rosh, that was a second ark, in which the Shivri Luchos, the first set of Luchos, which were broken, were kept, and that was the one that went out to war, and the B'tzalos Aron, with the not broken um, Luchos, stayed and the Mishkan, the Ramban understands there's only one Aaron, and they actually went out with them to war. That was what was captured by the Plishtim and so on. And whatever it is, Hashem is with them and walking with them, not literally, of course, but uh, at least um, um, through his proxy, the Aaron and the uh, and the Luchos that were inside of it to help wage war for Klai Yisrael.